0: All right, so a short sermonette, as promised. If you have a Bible, why don't you turn to John chapter 8. We're going to dive in here and see uh, kind of along with Ash's testimony, just kind of what the the Lord is saying about freedom today. This is John 8. We're going to read this kind of well-known, especially this verse in the middle of this. John 8, verses 31, if you want to scroll down there. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works your father did. They said to him, we were not born of sexual immorality. I'm referring potentially to Jesus there. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. "...for I came from God, and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character." For he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. So we're concluding the summer of series teachings this week. And the question we've been asking is, hey, how do I get free? If I'm stuck in a certain place of life, maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's an addiction, maybe it's a difficult relationship, maybe it's just the ability to love your kids, fear, anger, bitterness towards someone. Can I get free? And if so, how do I do that? And the last piece that we always end up landing On the journey to freedom is truth. We have to encounter truth because Jesus says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The subsequent question to that is, okay, well, what is the truth then? Here's what we see in this passage. The truth is the gospel. It is the message about Jesus, and actually, it is Jesus himself. Here's the gospel in a nutshell. It's three L's. God is love. Jesus is Lord. And his spirit lives in us. Those that believe. God is love. Jesus is Lord. His spirit lives lives in those who believe in him. Now, I don't know, actually, if there are three more radical statements in the Bible than those three sentences. Let's take the first one. God is love. This is not saying, as the Bible says in many different ways, that God is loving, or that God is some other adjective. God is good, or God is holy, right? Or God is just. It's not just saying God is loving. It's saying that God is love itself. That is an incredible statement and runs contrary to most of what we experience in this world. That if there is some creator God out there that is all powerful, how in the world could he be good or loving or even kind, let alone love itself? And that is the truth of the gospel is that no, it actually is true that God is love, despite the fallenness and the messed up nature of this world. That God, above any other characteristic, He is, he is the pureness of love. That is mind-blowing. Now, we even sometimes think of God in, in kind of a, a, a dichotomous way, that God is loving, but He also is angry or wrathful. That God is, you know, good, but sometimes he also, you know, seems to do things that maybe we wouldn't do if we were God, because he's you know smiting people or whatever. But this is found. this statement is found in the Gospel of John, and it says that God is love, that everything that he does comes from a place of love. He never does anything that is contrary to love. Every action, every thought. Everything about him is love. That is really difficult to comprehend. And even maybe in your mind that you think are thinking right now, well, that seems to even run contrary to some of the things in the Old Testament and all this different stuff. Let me tell you, this is like the ultimate revealed reality is that God is love. And people didn't fully understand the reality of God's nature until they saw what? They saw Jesus. They saw God walking around on the earth and they said, I finally understand. God is love. John saw that. He was the disciple who Jesus loved and the Holy Spirit inspired him to write those words. Secondly, Jesus is Lord, right? In that statement is the whole gospels, the story that God became a man, that a man named Jesus who lived 2000 years ago, that he somehow is God himself, that God became a man in the incarnation. He lived a perfect life. He showed the perfection of love in every human interaction, think about your own life and how impossible that is and even to his enemies he showed love yes he rebuked them but it was from a place of love longing for their re- their repentance which many of the pharisees did and ultimately that led him to a place because he lived love and not violence or war or seeking his own gain to a place of death the jews put him to death but then what happened As it says in Acts over and over again, you killed him, but God raised him from the dead. And so now he is Lord and he ascended to the right hand of the father. And he is, he is administering his new kingdom, this new creation that is spreading all over the earth. And the method that he's using to do that is by his spirit living inside of those that believe in him. Incredibly radical statement. I mean, we just kind of say it flippantly because, you know, but it's the God of the universe is saying, I am living in you. And actually that's not even quite the right, even enough language to describe it. The Bible says that those who are joined to the Lord are one spirit with him. It's not just that God is with you. It's that he's actually inside of you and you're actually one with him, one spirit with him. Think about how amazingly incredible that is. That is the gospel. And this is what Jesus is telling these guys. They are not accepting him. He is bringing this message that God is loved. He is bringing this message that he is Lord. He is bringing this message that God wants to take up residence in people's hearts. And they are refusing it. And that is why they are enslaved to sin. Now we know this stuff as we've been talking about in this series. A lot of you have been to church a lot of times. We know this in our head. But the place it has to get to is the longest distance on the planet is from our head to our heart, right? It has to get in here because this is the place where we live our lives from. We make our decisions. We react out of emotions. It's out of the overflow of the heart that the mouth speaks, not the mind. And so this process of getting the truth, not just in our brains, but in our hearts is what really transforms us. Now, in this passage, we see that this is contrasted with lies. And what is the devil's game plan? It is to deceive you. It is the lies. He is the father of, lie, of lies, or that can also be translated the father of liars. Jesus referencing even that these guys are, you know, the, the devil is their father. The devil's been a murderer. There's no truth in him, it says. He's a liar. He speaks out of his own character, and so he lies. Right? And when we believe the lies, as you even heard Ash talking about, I believe the lie that my parents didn't love me. That affected her life. Right? She grew up thinking she was not loved. Frown. Right? Even physically, there was a manifestation of that lie. So the second question is, well, what is freedom? If the truth is Jesus and everything that he, that he is about, the, the message of the gospel, what is freedom? Freedom is the opposite of being a slave to sin. Freedom is not having to sin any longer. In this passage, he's saying, you guys are slaves to sin. You cannot not sin. You are enslaved to it. You cannot break the power. You cannot live free. You cannot live the way that God has designed you to live. You're not your true self, the person that God has made you and created you to be. The world has not been washed clean. Right? That, that picture that Ash painted is so beautiful. Right, You're not free. Freedom is becoming, as Jesus is saying in his language, it's becoming a son or a daughter instead of a slave. It's having a new identity. And with that identity, an ability to live out the life that God has put in front of you. To live a life of love. So Jesus says, okay, the third part of this, there's truth that brings freedom. How do we get from using the truth or being a part of the truth to get the freedom? It is knowing the truth. That word in the Greek is a, is a word that's very common throughout the New Testament. It can be used in a variety of different ways. But oftentimes, it's a deeper level of just than knowing in your mind. right? That idea can be known for knowing a person. It's not just an intellectual cognition, As I've already said, it's getting the truth in your heart, right? Jesus talks in this passage at least twice about his word not being in the Pharisees. He says his word finds no place in them. They cannot bear to hear it, and they do not believe in him. It's believing the word. It's believing the truth that actually activates it in our lives. So we all, you know... Christians often believe, okay, how do, you, how do you receive, you know, salvation? How do you get to heaven? Or how do you get your sins to be forgiven? Most Christians say, oh, you need to believe in Jesus, right? That is absolutely true. But somehow we leave it there. It is faith. It is trust. It is, it is getting those truths into your heart that also activate the power of other truths in addition to the truth of just putting your faith in Jesus, Right? It's faith that releases it. God is not forcing things down our throats. We are on a journey from believing with Jesus to be transformed by the truth as we believe it. Right, One piece of it at a time. Now it can come in like a flood. Like it seems like in some ways for Ash. But she's still on a journey of believing in her heart more of the truth. So I've quoted this. You know, many times, a Christian apart from believing a lie cannot sin. Bill Johnson. A Christian apart from believing a lie cannot sin. This is where it all boils down to in freedom. is lies and truth. So, we end with this. It's a really simple process. We've been talking about, okay, how do I get free? The big picture is this. Get real with your emotions. This is what I'm experiencing, especially in a time when you feel tempted to run to a certain sin, whether it's pornography or, you know, alcohol or just, you know, you sense yourself getting worked up and you're about ready to explode in anger. Whatever your thing is, whatever your fix is or the place of brokenness for you, run to that place and get your emotions out before the Lord. And typically a journal is really helpful to do that. Once you've done that as much as you can, this is what I am feeling Ask God what he thinks about it. And listen to what he's saying and write that down. As you do that, this is one section that most likely at some point God will lead you to. And that is, what are the lies and what is the truth? And those are the two questions we're going to respond with today. It's simply just asking God, what is the lie that I'm believing about myself Or about you. And then renouncing that. I renounce the lie that my parents don't love me. I renounce the lie that I am not worthy of their love. I renounce the lie that nobody likes me. Whatever that is for you, that place, until we break the power of that lie, it will have power over us. And then the second piece is receiving God, what is the truth? And allowing Him to bring up a phrase or a scripture or something that will then you can receive that and state it out loud over yourself. Guys, there's power in doing this, right? Because the truth, Jesus says, is what will set us free. Now, just as, you know, trying to tie this into some different things, another follow up question can be God, when did I first believe this lie? you may bring up a memory where there's someone that you need to forgive or a really wound wounding uh, you know event that happened in your life you need to ask Jesus to heal that and to bring you to a place where you're able to forgive that person so it's it's not like there's just this one specific order but oftentimes truth and lies we're going to need to address those so let's have the band come back up here and we're going to we're going to we're going to end in this way if you uh don't have a journal, we're going to have, the band's going to kind of play and sing for a little bit. If you don't have a journal, we have a bunch of journals still left. On the back, they're free. We're asking for a donation of $1 to $3. If you don't have cash on you or don't want to give a donation, just take them. They are free. Okay? We're just, if you want to cover the cost, but please don't feel any pressure to walk back there and just grab a journal. You don't need to pay for them. Okay. Um, we're going to take this last, th- this last section of response time. and The way we're going to respond is just by asking the Lord, what lie am I believing about you? And if you need something more specific about that, it's what am I believing about you or myself or just what lie am I believing? If he gives you something, renounce that lie and then ask him, what is the truth? Whether it's about yourself, what he believes about you or what is true about God. And if you want to go to that third question of, you know, when did I first believe this lie? He may lead you to some forgiveness or something else. Okay. Um, one last thing before you dive into this. Okay, we're going to have a decent amount of time to, to jump into this. You can do this at any time. Right? You can just, okay. there could just be a quick question. God, you know, I'm getting angry. If something's happening, what lie am I believing right now? And you can jump right into it. It doesn't have to be an a hour-long journaling session. It can be three minutes, and the Lord can bring breakthrough. So let me pray, and let's respond to the Lord.